Sound of Hockey, episode 227.5. This is Darren Brown at Darren Fun Brown on the Twitter. Also, make sure to follow Sound of Hockey at Sound underscore Hockey. That is where we'll give you all of your latest Seattle Kraken updates and beyond. We live tweet the games from there. We give you all the news from morning skates and practices when we're able to get there, which is most of the time. Uh, so yeah, follow us there and, uh, you'll be up to date with everything that's going on. Excited to be doing this 0.5 episode with you. Uh, we have a very special guest on this one, uh, Mr. Philip Grubauer, the netminder for your Seattle Kraken. A really fun chat with him. You know, I, I spoke with him on Sunday. I'm recording this on Monday morning. Uh, I spoke with him on Sunday, so I thought the timing was pretty good. You know, he's had four starts in a row. Um, in that time, he's playing really well. He had been playing really well um, leading up to that. Um, and it seems like things are really shifting for him into him being the goalie that I think we all thought he was going to, to be when the Kraken signed him. And I'll talk more about that. Um, after the chat. But uh, anyway, it felt like good timing. Uh, You know, it it was vibes are good with the team. Vibes are good with him. Um, I hope that this also ages well because the Kraken play at one o'clock today in San Jose. Also, as far as these short little interview slash 0.5 episodes go, uh, this is a good way for me to get players on the show. This feels like a good, sustainable way to do it. We certainly would love to have more long-form interviews with players from time to time, but those are pretty tough to arrange, not just from um, you know getting them lined up with the Kraken, but also um, getting John and Andy and I aligned during the week and, and in a way that meets their schedules too. So it tends to be a little bit tough to do it. So this is definitely a way to do it. You know, I've spoken to Jared McCann in this format now, spoke to Philip Grubauer in this format Um, I think both of them have been really fun. So um, it feels like a good way to pepper in some additional content for you all and to get to know these players on a more more personal level than you might know already. Um, So hopefully you like those. But, uh, you know, let me know. Let us know what your your thoughts are on it. Uh, Speaking of I hope this ages well. I'm going to go ahead and say that I think the Kraken are kind of getting on a little bit of a roll again here. I think that ever since those that three-game stinker that they had through New York and New Jersey, you know, they're 3-0-1. They did lose in overtime to the Jets, but otherwise they have two wins against Philadelphia and a win against Detroit. And the game against Detroit that happened on Saturday night, man, that was a fun one. The, the Red Wings, they're not a playoff team, right? But they were on a five-game win streak. They were looking good. I thought they played well that night, too. So um, nothing to... You know, nothing to sneeze at. That was a really important win for the Kraken and a tough one for him to get. I thought Detroit had a lot of jam and they were they were fast, you know. So I think getting that win was was big for Seattle. I think it was a really important two points. The division is so tight at the top, you know. It's it's two points between first and third. And um, that win did give them a little bit of a cushion, at least temporarily, on Edmonton too. So lots of good stuff from that win. And I, I'm just starting to get that feeling like, the vibes are good. Um, they seem really confident in, in the way that they're playing. They seem really confident in Philip Grubauer, which is exciting. I think that they they really believe that he's going to make every stop behind him, and and rightfully so. He's been so good. Um, his save percentage now is up to a solid 900, which it hasn't been in his time with the Kraken. I don't think ever. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I would think probably never. It's, it's been at, at 900. So um, that feels like an important spot for him to be at. Hopefully it's only going to go up from here because uh, he does look very solid, very confident in there. So good stuff. 
He has been a big part of the success. Um, and the vibes, I mentioned the vibes, they are immaculate right now. The, the dads and mentors have been in town. So it's uh, mostly dads. And then those that either don't have a dad or couldn't get their dad here, uh, they have either brothers or somebody who's been important in their life. So like Coach Dave Haxtell, for example, has his father-in-law uh, here. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's been super fun. The other day they did media for uh, Morgan Geeky, Maddie Beneers, and Jordan Eberle. They all had their dads, Craig Geeky, Darren Aberly and Bob Beneers were with them doing uh, their press conferences. If you haven't seen the videos of those, go check them out. You know, Seattle Kraken put them all on their YouTube channel. Uh, go find them. They're they're very funny. They are <laughs> they're very very funny. Um, really great conversations, and um, you get a little bit more about the players there than I think you normally would in a press conference. You kind of learn about them a little bit. So um, super fun, and and you know that practice was. Oh, I guess that was the morning skate before Detroit. And I said to somebody else at that practice, I was like, the Kraken are one hundred percent going to win tonight because the vibes are just too good, right? Like they, they're just, they're in too good of a mood. Everybody was light. Hackstall was cracking jokes, which he doesn't always do. It was, uh, it was a fun morning to be a fly in the wall on that one for sure. So uh, go check out those videos if you can. Vibes are good. I hope they stay that way. But the dads are on the road with them as well. They're they're in San Jose today. Um, and then I, I think the trip probably ends after that. The Kraken have a couple of tough games coming up after San Jose. But again, just feels like things are things are on the rails right now. So let's see what happens. Uh, hey, without further ado, let's get to our interview with Philip Grubauer. All right, we're talking with Philip Grubauer here in the Kraken dressing room. Phil, how's it going, first of all? Good, how are you? Good, good. Um, so you have your dad here, obviously. Everybody's got their dads here. I'm um, just wondering how special that is. I know it's not his first trip to Seattle, but what's the experience been like so far? Yeah, it's always a <clears throat> special, special day. Um, you don't have those trips very often, and um, we get to do what we love doing every day because of them, and they have uh, such a huge uh, impact on our lives, even if they're not uh, with us like every day, but just like to have them around and um, playing games and, and winning the games too, and uh, having them with us is, is pretty special, and it doesn't happen too many times. And he did the uh, the little post game speech there. Is that pretty fun to fun to see? That was that was a first for him. So <laughs> yeah, I did well. Yeah. Uh, what was his role in getting you into not just the sport, but into into goalie as well? I mean, every goalie has their origin story, right, for how it happened. What was yours? Yeah, so my dad played a little bit till he was 14, 15. Uh, nothing, nothing too crazy, but um, yeah, he made he made the time him and my mom to drive me to practice, to pick me up from school, and uh, drive me on the weekends to to those tournaments. And they they made the sacrifice and they worked hard to to uh, provide me the gear and provide me uh, the ice time. And without them, it wouldn't be possible. Right. And in Germany, I mean, what is that like growing up? I, I gather that it's a little different from growing up in Canada or some parts of the U.S. Like, is ice readily available? I honestly don't know. So it, it's not like Canada. And in Canada, you have a rink every, like a Starbucks here, every, every, <laughs> every second block. There's a, there's a hockey rink, so it's not the same for us. We have soccer fields, right? Uh, but luckily enough, uh, our... Uh, where I grew up, my hometown is a pretty big hockey town, and there's one one big rink, and um, yeah, we live 20, 20, 30 minutes away. But I started off like skating with my dad on a pond and on a frozen lake, and then they took me to practice and to uh, to public skate. And once public skate, you you get into the team stuff, and yeah, um, he always took me to practice. My mom picked me up, drove me. I saw you talking to uh, Mo Sider after the game last night. I imagine for you and other people from your country, it's a pretty small community, right, in terms of guys that have made it to this level. 
how close do you stay connected, not just with him, but with everybody else from from Germany? Yeah, we try to with the schedule. It's it's pretty pretty difficult. Obviously, um, some teams aren't back to backs when they come in, so you can't always like connect. But um, yeah, we've been playing. Uh, with each other for a long time and he's a huge part of the national team and so is Stützle, so is uh, uh, Leon um, and we always try to stay connected throughout the year and obviously like after a game we we love to chat if there's if there's time and even if it's just for a couple minutes but he's, a, he's an unbelievable kid and I think it's really important to to keep that relationship going and uh, because um, if teams don't make the playoffs and you meet each other again with the national team uh, um, you, you need to have that good relationship. And how special is that? I mean, for you to, to see these young kids from Germany, right? Like, you're, you're taking strides as a hockey nation there. Yeah, for sure. Like, the more the more guys that come over and play an important role um, on teams, you see Leon took off, uh, Moritz had an incredible year last year, and this year again, Stützle. Um, and he can go down the line, and there's, there's new kids coming up, like Lukas Reichel, Paterka. Um, it, it's huge for... Uh, Germany as well. We're not a big country. We're not a big hockey country, but um, it speaks for the development they they do and the the teams and the organizations do. Uh, watching you, Phil, I, I, it struck me that you seem to have really made the Pacific Northwest and Seattle your home. That's what it feels like to me, anyway. Just watching how how involved you are in doing just doing activities right around the area. Have, have you felt that way? Do you, does it feel like home for you? Um, it, honestly, it feels like home because it is home. Um, and it's similar to my hometown. Like I'm 20 minutes away from the mountains or like 30 minutes away from the mountains here. I grew up 20, 30 minutes away uh, from the mountains back home. We have so many lakes. We don't have the ocean and the Puget Sound, but we have so many lakes. and. Uh, we grew up doing everything outdoors. Now it changed a little bit with technology and, and society, but like we grew up doing everything outside. And Seattle offers so many opportunities in terms of uh, I'm into hiking, horses, boating, um, getting out on the water just with a paddleboard, fishing. Um, there's so many things to do, and there's so much to get out. And yeah, it, it's home now. Um, looking at how these last year and I, I want to say year and a half, but it's more like a year and three quarters now, right? How do you think it's it's gone for you? Has it gone according to plan? Or is it, I mean, last season was you know not great from a team standpoint. I mean, just for you personally, how do you think it's all gone? Yeah, I think last year, I think individually and from a team perspective, was uh, really tricky, um, really really difficult. Um, I think looking looking back, uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't. I think it was a great year to have in order for this group this year to to grow together. And uh, personally, it's all coming together. You know, you just got to give it some time and uh, and work hard. And we see it in everybody's uh, individual game. It's uh, everybody's stepping up. Everybody's performing, and um, it's just fun to be out there with the guys right now. And um, I'm honestly. Um, yeah, you can reflect on last year, but uh, you can't change anything. So might as well focus on, on the future and what's ahead of you, and that's the next game. And uh, I'm not really a guy who's like, uh, I'm going to look back uh, how it went like two months ago or like half a year ago or like a year ago. It's it's can't control it, can't change it. You can only change your, your work ethic and um, how you approach uh, things the next day. It's a good it's a good way to look at things I think and probably probably keeps a goaltender sane. I'm I'm a fellow goaltender so I know it's a very mental thing, right? Um, what's it been like working with Steve Briere this year? It feels like you have a pretty good connection with him just watching from the outside. Yeah, it's been been unbelievable, Stevie. 
um, has some some great ideas and brings a different perspective to to the game and uh, just makes us smile out there. And once once you smile, things become a little bit easier, maybe. Yeah, it's not rocket science, right? Uh, you know, uh, one thing that I heard you say a couple times last year, and um, I can commiserate on this where you said something like, some nights the puck hits you and some nights it doesn't. And I feel that in my in my bones, in my soul. I had a skate of my own just this week where I felt really good when I got on the ice and three pucks went right through my legs that night, right? And I was like, what happened there? Like, I can you explain that phenomenon? Like, why is that, that some nights it goes your way and just some nights it doesn't? Yeah, we talked about it um, a couple days ago, actually. Like, as a forward or as a player, if... if you're not performing that night or if you have a tough game all you have to do is like dump it in and hit somebody and, yeah. uh, right as a goalie it's it's not like try harder to stop the puck you're already trying hard to stop the puck right but and, and that can be that can hurt you right if you're like all right now i really gotta stop the next one that can that can have a negative impact right absolutely but you gotta have a clear mind in order if something happens or you don't make the save like you wanted to like you gotta be back to neutral because like the next situation comes again and if you're thinking about the last situation about uh, a two on one or a three on two is coming at you uh, you're that second behind where you need to be fresh and like ready to go but there, there's like bounces you can't control right there's bounces that hit skates and um, sometimes guys are in perfect lanes and perfect positions where you can't see and you just gotta hope it hits you right there's a couple a couple shots yesterday where I had no idea and you just have to be in good position and sometimes you feel it and sometimes you don't but um, all you can do is prepare the way or like prepare the best you can and, and whatever happens happens yeah um, last one for you here uh, I think our, our listeners because I do a whole segment about goalie gear across the league I'd love for you to just tell me a little bit about your mask um, I think you work with Dave Hart right what, like, what, what goes into the design there, and, and what are some of the, the key parts of it? You should actually talk in a week. i got a new one coming in. That's oh, do you? Yeah, any so. any uh, hints you can tell me about what it's going to look like? It's going to be similar to the Hockey Fred's cancer mask. But, um, yeah, Dave, it's been, I've been working with Dave since I came over to uh, North America, almost like since I started playing pro. Um, it's been almost 10 years. Um, yeah. I basically give him free range. I just tell him a couple ideas I have and what we kind of look for, and then he provides a sketch. He draws up the sketch. It's not like computer drawn, so it's some, sometimes a little bit uh, tricky to, to kind of see what the outcome, yeah. what it actually looks like. But he's, he's been amazing, and um, we should chat next week again, yeah. to be honest. Um, so I know the guy sitting next to you here, Chris Drieger, he's got a couple little um, little hidden messages on the back of his mask. He's got a Grogu and things like that that sticks with him. Do you do you have anything like that, any real personal messages that you keep on there every yeah, time? I think, uh, every goalie is, is kind of similar. Um, uh, I got a couple... I got my family's initials, my dog's name on there, um, and just my my Bavarian flag, German flag, um, to not forget like where where I grew up and I, uh, where my hometown is, and then uh, have a an idol or like a um, yeah a favorite person back there. And, um, yeah, there goes a lot. Every goalie is different. Every goalie has a couple small things uh, on the mask, like Dreeks. What do you have? Pressure is a privilege. Yeah. Billy Jean King. Matata. Yeah. Um, Means no worries. Yeah, I got a little Buddha yeah. on there. I got a couple things. 
So I think, yeah, it's always special, like for the goals, you can personalize a mask, right? Players don't get to do that, so always family members are maybe something, uh, some things that are important to some guys. Yeah, sure, on there. Sure. All right, well, that's all I have for you, Philip. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, best of luck the rest of the way here. Thank you. All right, thank you to Phil for chatting with me. You know, that's the longest I've ever spoken with uh, with Philip, and uh, I, I've definitely spoken to him on short little. Uh, moments here and there. We've spoken uh, via the press conferences many, many times. In those press conferences, he always gives you know thorough answers, but I, I don't get the sense that it's his favorite thing to do. So getting him one-on-one felt good. I thought I got to know him a little bit better. I hope that you, the listener, feel that way as well. Um, you know, hearing a little bit more about how proud he is of the the German national team and, and the German hockey community and all that. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. And, um, you know, kind of his mindset as, as far as how things go in his head and when when it's not going well versus when it's going well. And, um, you know, his outlook on things I thought was uh, pretty interesting. And hope maybe there's even a few goalies out there that took something away from that. So. But it has been an interesting road for him here. You know, when you think back to last season, there, you know, he said it was tricky, right? And he's right. I mean, there's no way that that's what he expected to happen was that uh, he was going to have, you know, tough statistics and all that stuff. And, you know, he kind of he got injured this year. He lost his starting job for a bit. Um, and now he's he's back and he's the he's the starter. He's the number one, which I think is pretty cool. But as we were writing three takeaways the other night and by we, I mean me. Um, after that Red Wings game, I was writing about Phil and I, I went and looked up the story of when he first got signed by the Kraken in free agency last year. And like you could see from me writing it that I was very excited about it. I thought they had pulled off an incredible coup by getting him. The Kraken didn't think he was going to be available in free agency. They also thought that they were going to go into the year with Chris Drieger and Vitek Vanacek as their um, as their tandem at that point. Right. So that was when they signed Grubauer. They traded Vitek Vanacek right away. I just uh, I think that it hasn't gone the way that he hoped um, I don't think it's gone the way that fans have hoped, um, but it's starting to feel like it's heading that direction. So I'm back to being hopeful that uh, that that's where we're heading. Um, again, really good to kind of get his story on what's been going on here for these last uh, year and a half. So hope you enjoyed it. All right, maybe you'll hear this before the Sharks game, which is at one o'clock. But if not, I hope the vibes remain high because they've been really fun to be around. The, the Kraken have been fun lately uh, with high, would you say, immaculate vibes? I might Let's hope that the vibes remain not just high, but immaculate. <laughs> All right. That's the point five episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Again, let me know if you did or didn't. Uh, and be sure to subscribe on Stitcher, subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back very soon for episode 228. Talk to you all soon. Cheers. Cheers.